Hey, 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 everybody. This is Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. I am your host today, Zachary Vogel, and with me is Mike Rogerson. Hey there, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, there's football going on right now, and I'm missing it. But the Eagles don't play until tonight, so uh, I know this isn't a football show, but I still like sports ball. I like sports ball of all kinds. That's actually, you know, one of my favorite things about, like, the Olympics and chicks. There's just a whole bunch of random sports ball, handball and stuff like that. I would love to play that. I love summer and winter. You get all the the fun sort of, you know, peripheral sports. Yeah, rando sports. Yeah, man. Catch a four by 100 relay. I'll watch that. Absolutely. Curling. Don't even bring it up again. You know how I feel about curling and how much I want to go curling. Like, I want to do this so bad. It's that one. It's that one sport that, like, I I have no reason to think that I'd be really good at it, but I think that I'd be really good at it. <laughs> We've got my my family talked into it. We're going uh, at Christmas this year. We're gonna have a family curling game. None of us have ever done it before. That sounds awesome. I would love to do that. I want to join you for Christmas this year just so I can go curling with you and your family. I think it's one of those games like darts or pool or something where I just don't care if I'm bad. It's almost more fun if you're bad, you know? Yeah, but darts and pool are so, like, ordinary. Like, I have a, I have a dark bo- dartboard in my house. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't have a curling ring. Sure, not many do. All right. Like usual, we got off track and we got off track quickly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Didn't even get to the intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, by the way, this is the Week 8 Preview. This is Week 8 Preview. Uh, so we got another big week coming up here. So you can find us on Twitter, at FHF Hockey. We have the Discord, thousands of people talking about hockey and just, well, uh, all sorts of random bullshit. So come join us on there. Please shout us out. Give us some five-star reviews. We really do appreciate it. Like, honestly, TJ and Raj will send me, like, these screenshots of, like, our five-star reviews and stuff like that, and I get to read them. And I'm not going to lie. It makes my day better. Uh, I'm also not going to lie that the low-star reviews don't really hurt my feelings that much because through all that, I'm about these good vibes. About these good vibes, Raj. So let's keep the good vibes going, but we're going to have to do that after we talk about injuries. It's not good vibes. Yeah, and there's a few big ones. Starting off, we got John Klingberg. He is now day-to-day. Uh, he, dude, he, he's been falling off and shit. I mean, almost Cam, like Cam Fowler. Uh, has been more fantasy viable than John Klingberg, but he is day-to-day right now. Evan Rodriguez, he is out two to four weeks with a lower body injury, and that's also in addition to Bowen Byram. He's been out, but he did skate yesterday morning, so he's still out for now. Look for him to come back sooner, well, much sooner than Evan Rodriguez. This is actually, I don't know if I should even talk about this one now. Like, I oddly, I put this one, like, right in the middle but I feel like this is definitely the big one. And it's Alexander Barkov. He's going to be out for the entire week. He has a COVID-related illness. 
and he's not traveling with the team, they're on a road trip. They're on a West Coast road trip. They are gone all week long. That that's pretty big in my eyes. What you are looking at, and you know, someone we will be getting into a little bit later, you two Louis Ryan. He's getting that bump up to the top six. He's not getting any um any power play time, unfortunately, but he's that player right now that is getting that top six bump. I kind of like him. I kind of like him. It's for the week. You know what I mean? This seems like if there ever was a you know week-long stream for Luo Sterinen, this might be it. Get your boner pants on, you know? Like I may be old-fashioned, but the man says, wear your boner pants. I wear my boner pants. <laughs> I don't know. Florida's been an intriguing team this year, so I don't, I don't know if this is what they need right now to try to get things back on track. I mean, that whole team revolves around Barkov, so... Yeah, they're going on a they're going on a four game road trip here. But at the end of the day, like you can score on these teams, you can score on the Oilers, you can score on the Flames, you can score on the Canucks. Hell, it's like Seattle might be the the best team out of this whole this whole fucking four game road trip, which is crazy to say. The Pacific Division, man, the the West Coast sort of road trip through Canada right now is pretty easy everybody's goalie is playing terrible in the pacific right now i mean yeah like seattle is actually the best team around outside of vegas so but still nonetheless these are teams you can score on so with even without having barkov out there i think that they're still going to put up points is pretty much what i'm saying that's what i'm getting at don't get me wrong he is one of the best players in the league he is definitely their best player you know, maybe Matty Chuck take a bigger step forward this week because, you know, things have to lean on him a little more. So, like, I would think that he's going to take a shit ton of fucking shots this, you know, this week. I, I would I would hope that Anton Lundell's shots go up this week. Uh, most of those players aren't going to be available, but there are a few in the, you know, in the top six so you can still get a hold of. Okay, moving on. We're going to go to... Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, Ilya Samsonov. He is close to returning, so that's actually some good news. But bad news is Morgan Riley got placed on long-term IR. He's not going to be eligible to return until December 15th. And and what happened, he, he had a collision with Paul Mary, who's actually also hurt too. But Morgan Riley messed up his knee a little bit. Luckily, it's not going to require surgery. So that's really the good news in in all of this. Uh, he has been having, you know, a decent year this year. I mean, it's not like he's a, a point-per-game defenseman or anything because those don't happen often, but he is on a 66-point pace now, Raj. And he's, he's speckling in some some hits and blocks in there. I mean, not a, not a shit ton, um, but he never really mm-hmm. has done a, a bunch of that. But, I mean, you're getting, a, you know, a hit and a block a game. And and with these points, I, I do. I you know Morgan Riley doesn't live up to where you generally draft him at, and and that's what's upset me about him lately. But I think I'm bringing down my expectations a little bit. Sixty six point pace seems pretty fantastic right now. Yeah, well, I think that's the problem with Riley is he's good, and we all want him to be amazing, but he's just good. You know what I mean? Like he is that sixty sixty five point guy with moderate at best peripherals he's a good defenseman but being like anyone who's playing around Matthews and Marner you just expect it's going to be like Paul Coffey kind of numbers like Kale McCarr kind of numbers but you know to me Riley is about 
his pace this season is kind of, I think, what he really is, even though we'd like to see him be like 75, 80 points. I don't think that's, I don't think that's in the cards for him. So, but yeah, he's out. So either way, I find Riley, because of what you just said, like he seems disappointing because most people are thinking the way that we are right around now might be a time you can buy low on him with the injury and what people think is a slow start, but it's not really. If you're getting him at a, if you can get him at like a 55 to 60 point value, I mean, he just seems, it seems like 60 points pace is kind of a lock for the guy running the Toronto power play, you know? Well, I, I, I do hope that, uh, you know, he does come back mid December. I, I will say that. <laughs> Yeah, well, they did release that it doesn't require surgery, and that was the that was the big uh, thing they were kind of holding their breath on. But they have a lot of injuries in the on the defensive side of things right now. Jake Muzzin is still out. You, you got to remember that. Like they're hurting on that part of it. So it is what it is. Sticking kind of with the uh, Toronto D as a news thing. Uh, somebody they could really use right now, actually. Uh, Hall of Fame defenseman Boreas Salming passed away this last week. Um, he's been kind of around the, the hockey news a bunch lately because of his uh, ALS. Uh, came on a really strong. Yeah, I mean, he's Toronto's all-time leader in goals, assists, and points. So he's he's essentially the, the best defenseman the Leafs have ever had um, career-wise in every single stat so yeah that's a sad one um they could use him right now not much more to say than that i mean he was actually a a humongous influence on european players coming to the nhl back in the in the 70s and sweden's a powerhouse now yeah exactly and he was sort of i don't think he was actually the first player but he was the first legitimate superstar and he was in toronto which especially at the time was the center of hockey like i mean it still is but even especially back then back then i mean toronto hockey it literally was the center of the universe especially back in the 70s when hockey was just the roughest it really ever got was in the 70s and um he was the new sort of european player back when um you know that was kind of like hey this is still canada's game and whatever so he got the crap beat out of him every night you know mostly kept to himself there's that classic picture of salming when he got the skate blade in the face and had like 170 stitches across his face or something like that (laughs) And back to playing. Like, yeah, he was a pretty humongous guy and very, very huge in uh, in the Toronto hockey history, for sure, and Swedish hockey history. A really cool moment between uh, Willie Nylander and, and him at that uh, pregame presentation in Toronto the other day uh, for the Hall of Fame sort of week. Not You could tell Nylander really looked up to him, loving and, and all that to the family. Yeah, it always sucks losing some of the greats. All right, so what do we what do we got coming up next here, Raj? On to last week's standout performances. Let's get some good vibes here, some good stuff that's been happening. Good vibes. And the best vibes uh, in terms of overall performance from the last week or so, I think I could speak for the whole team here and say that our guy, Jason Robertson, um, we've kind of been covering him since he got into the league as a guy to keep your eye on. And now, over the last two weeks, he's been on a two-point-per-game pace and is leading the league in goals now and second to only McDavid in points. He's ahead of Dreisaitl, ahead of Pasternak. 
man. But everybody likes Jason Robertson. What is there not to like? What is there not to totally. like? I still don't understand some people being Jason Robertson haters for for no reason. At I know all. it's weird. He doesn't get like he doesn't get the press that like a, a even like a Trevor Zegris or somebody like that gets. You know, as a young player, where it's like, do you not realize this guy is ahead of? He's leading the league in goals right now. He's a fucking superstar. <laughs> I know he's. he's <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. The stars are going to be so good in like, especially once we get you know Sagan and and Ben out of there let's put some young talent in there i mean he's the best player on the team he's the best player on the team real quick but as he said everybody knows about him everybody loves him he's the second best scorer in the league so you're not gonna find him but you ain't you ain't picking him up you ain't streaming him that's for sure so a few guys who had good weeks um who you may be able to find on some waiver wires uh god i don't even want to talk about mine but i gotta do due diligence here logan couture um i made a suggestion of him last week and he got five points in four games he's 42 percent rostered that's all i need to say about him uh if jason robertson is our show's favorite player overall i think jeff skinner is our show's least favorite player maybe but it's pretty hard to argue with seven points in three games god damn it i will i will still never pick him up ever ever i, I swear to like I, I can't explain that to you more i know he will never be on my team he can have four points a game the entire year, I am picking him up. <laughs> he basically did last week. <laughs> picking him it up. sucks, but uh, yeah, I mean, he had an amazing week. Um, Holding grudges. Four goals and three assists, I believe. But yeah, huge week for him. So, uh, Who do you got? Do you got any performances from last week? It was a big week. Yeah, I, I always have David Krejci in my back pocket because he's always performing. <laughs> uh, he just, <laughs> he is. Uh, he had six points in, in four games played last week, um, and that was uh, four goals and two assists. Those were his six, po- six points last week. Now, this was all on nine shots on goal. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. That's definitely AI shooting percentage. I'm not saying that. But David Krejci scores points. He just does. I don't care. I will always want David Krejci on my team as opposed to Jeff Skinner. Also, Philip Neronik. Just keeps going. Just keeps going. Six points in in his last three games. He's definitely more owned. David Krejci, much more lowly owned, but that's because really all you're getting from him is points. Man, Philip Peronik is looking so good. He just is. In in these past three games, you're looking at four goals and two assists as well. But he's shooting more than David Krejci is, who's a fucking, you know, a forward. Yeah, dude has 10 shots in his in these three games. So that's over three shots a game. That's fantastic. I want a three shot per game, you know, three shots on goal per game defenseman on my team. A hundred percent. For sure. Much to the chagrin of cider owners right now. Man. Man, but Heronic is just doing the damn thing. He just is. He is. He is. And you know what? This is a couple of years back, there was a lot of hype around him, and then he kind of faded out. And obviously, last year, um, Mo Sider took all the heat because he was just had an incredible rookie season. But the tables have turned over again. Well, well, well. How the turntables 
Yeah, but Heronic is only he's only twenty five, man. I know. He's only twenty five. It's not like he's some grizzled veteran, like he is you know, right to be smack dab in the middle of like prime of his career. I'm serious. Oh yeah, and I mean like it, it's really common, like twenty five to thirty years old, you know, it's usually like twenty seven to thirty for for defensemen. They really start coming into their own. So, yeah, he's got every reason to just keep getting better. And you know, so does so does Cider. Detroit is just loaded with awesome, <laughs> awesome guys. And I'll tell you what, her, I I like the power play unit that Heronic is on too. Mm-hmm. Like they have two legit power play units. Yeah, they do. So I'll I'll read these two off to you. Okay, so you have Heronic. Raymond, Cop, Bertuzzi, and Berggren. And then you also have Larkin, Perron, Sunquist, Kubalik, and Sider. Now, don't get me wrong. The one with Larkin and Sider and, and Perron definitely sounds like the better one. But, man, uh, Cop, Bertuzzi, Raymond, Heronic, and uh, and uh, Berggren? Uh, you know, Berggren's definitely the the low man on the totem pole, but that's a decent power play unit. Oh, for sure. I mean, you got, you got two 30 goal scorers last year on that unit. It's Detroit's uh, real close, man. They're really close. They just need, need one of these goalies to really step up and they've got a great core of young forwards, but they're, but they're doing it on the power play too. So like two of Heronic's goals were on the power play. One of his assists were on the power play. That power play is clicking right now, and you know the the wonders of having two real actual power plays are you know rearing its ugly head, if you will. I, I'm I'm big on Philip Hronik right now. He is still decently like he is definitely high like somewhat highly owned, sixty seven percent. But the fact that he's also getting you you know some peripherals and stuff like that on top of these amazing points and power play points that you're not usually getting from a defenseman, he's going to keep on going up. So, like, if he is available, he's available in a third of leagues, you got to go get him while he's still there. It brings us into the uh, tip of the week. I mean, I think we agreed pretty strongly on this week's tip. It's something you've said many times just as a general strategy. I find your tip to generally always be agreeable. Just a tip. Just for a second. <laughs> this week more so than, than most, which is to split the week into, into two halves. Uh, and look at it that way. So on a lot of these game grid layouts on websites, like there's zero games above replacement. TJ's got a nice one online as well. You can go and turn off certain days and then rank the best schedules. And what I did this week uh, and do sometimes is I'll say, look, it just set the week to be just Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, delete the other days and just see as the best schedule for those days and then reverse it blank out the first few days and just look at the last three days and see who has the best schedule. So this week, the way that the off nights work, um, if you split the week, uh, Buffalo, Detroit, the Rangers, Edmonton, and Toronto have the early week off nights of Monday and Wednesday. And then Islanders, Columbus, and Winnipeg have Friday and Sunday off nights. So if you can work your streamers to to make a swap after the Wednesday games. That way you're going to end up with four off nights and five games out of your stream, one each streamer position. So, you know, if you can do that in, say, two streamer positions, you're making up like 10 games played um, 
between those two positions this week and and almost all off nights so that's i really would try to do that this week yeah i mean i i think you know a perfect example is like so say you want to go at the beginning of the week maybe you want to go heavy on the tampa bay lightning and then you can finish the finish the week off you know you'll have those two off nights on friday sunday and take like a winnipeg so you could nick paul drop him pick up cole perfetti that's the kind of thing that i'm talking about so i i love that idea where you can get three games in four days and then just boom get two days in three games or jesus christ two games in three days <laughs> exactly that exactly that i had a friend stop over before the podcast i'm sorry (laughs) oh sorry oh that guy uh so let's get into the the rest of the schedule here um heavy nights are it's a pretty standard week um tuesday thursday saturday are heavy uh, nine games on Tuesday, 11 on Thursday, 13 on Saturday. So after a couple of weird weeks, uh, we're sort of back to pretty much standard uh, off nights being Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday with six on Monday, four on Wednesday, three on Friday, and five on Sunday. So there's lots to work with. In terms of off nights, best overall schedules, there's a few teams with four games played and three off nights, and that's Buffalo, Detroit, and the Rangers. Columbus has three games played with three off nights, so all off nights for Columbus. And then a whack of teams have three games played with two off nights. A whack of teams? A whack of teams. I've never I've never heard that form of measurement before. A whack? A whole whack? It's a whole whack of them. I've, I've, I swear to God, I've never heard that form of measurement. Uh, a whole whack of teams. Yeah. I, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Is this a Canadian thing? Maybe it's is this a Canadian, Canadian thing, thing I've literally never heard of before. A whack of teams. Hit us up and let, let me know if that's just me <laughs> or <laughs> maybe it's just me. I don't know. I'd prefer it if you made this up and this was just a strictly like rogerson family thing maybe it is i've said it for my whole life so oh there's a whole whack of ducks out here huh and a whole whack of poutine the islanders dallas chicago uh, i want a whack of poutine <laughs> the islanders dallas chicago edmonton ottawa san jose toronto and winnipeg all have three games played with two off nights. And the best of that bunch is Toronto has uh, two of the off nights are early in the week. So they're my favorite of that bunch. But it means that this many teams that have multiple off nights, you really got to make sure you get in on them. Um, there's lots to get in on in terms of teams. It's just a matter of uh, you don't want to be left out while your opponents are racking up the points. Well, I mean, I think that's definitely easily said. And then you have your worst schedules. You got Arizona and Boston, which is going to be good for everybody because, you know, for a little bit, you're not going to have to hear me talk about J.J. Moser, um, who does have uh, four points in his last four games. It's kind of like the best team and the worst team um, this week. <laughs> so you got Arizona, Boston. So watch that Krejci pickup. Uh, there's only two games, both on heavy nights. 
I don't care. You, Karachi uh, uh, should be owned. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Is I mean, I'm looking especially in points leagues. If if he's not owned in a points league, then you're fucking nuts. Nineteen percent rostered. Like, if he's available in your league, I would try to work out a way to pick him up before somebody does because it's it's ridiculous. His his pace is. It's awesome, and he's David Krejci. I don't know why people are not... Um, they're just super slow to get on him for some reason, but he's got 17 points in 18 games. I'm for Krejci. But yeah, that rounds out the schedules. Is there anybody you were looking at uh, in terms of a holding long-term? Uh, so we've definitely alluded to both of these players, and for me, it's... David Krejci and Philip Hironik. Now, Philip Hironik is definitely more of a, you know, hey, he's going to help you out right away this week, and he has just been on fire. Um, but I, I don't care. Uh, I think David Krejci is just fantastic. He is definitely somebody that should be more highly owned. He is scoring at the rate of, you know, a whole bunch of people that are, you know, 70 80% owned. He's only 19% owned. Now, I get it. Those are a, a lot of like peripheral leagues, and he's only giving you points. Um, but there are a lot of other people that you have on your team that aren't giving you points. Um, and that's what you have them for. Um, as far as drops, I think, uh, you know, not that I wasn't in on it before because I was, but I, I'm a big proponent of the idea of, yes, while this player is hot, you should fucking own him. But when they start cooling down, I'm fine with dropping him, too. And I got to go Gabe Velarde here. He has been dropping like a rock. He only has one point in his last eight games, and he is still over 50% owned. That's a guy that you have on your team for points. You don't have him on your on your team for peripherals and all, all that stuff. Um, his shots are way down. Uh, you could easily switch out Velarde for, for Krejci, and, you know, there's a big percentage point difference. Uh, just saying. So I, I think that the Gabe Velarde uh, train is coming to an end. Um, now, that's not saying he can't get back on it, but that's what players do. They have, like, these waves, you know. You, they can get really high and they can get really low. So just like before, wait until you see him trending back up, and he'll definitely be pick upable again. But right now, he's a drop for me. Yeah, I think that's uh, 100%. Hundred percent. I mean, he was he was hotter than he had any reason being earlier. I say we move on to this is actually one of my favorite segments of the entire week of our our show's entire week. The stream of suggestions for the week preview, where you're just going the whole week. Why don't you start us off? We'll we'll go we'll go back and forth a little bit, and then we'll I'm sure we'll throw in some honorable mentions too. I'm just going to get this out of the way, just like ripping off a Band-Aid, but you got to... You don't have to. You don't have to say his name. He who must not be named. I did that last week, and uh, Nate bit the bullet and took Jeff Skinner and whooped the shit out of me this week. And Buffalo has the best schedule coming up uh, next week. They've got three off nights and four games, so I really like their schedule. But yeah, Jeff Skinner, he's 45% roster. That's rising quickly. Left wing. Uh, I really don't want to say any more than that about Jeff Skinner other than he's scoring like mad right now and Buffalo has a killer schedule. It's enough. Let's move on. Ugh. Start doing bad, Jeff Skinner. Stop making me look bad. Grudgy. Grudgy McGrudgerson over here. All right. I'm going with uh, I, 
I like Detroit. I like this Detroit. Uh, and I'm going to go with Lucas Raymond. 57% owned. He definitely had a slow start to the season. But that means a lot of people dropped him. And this is when you can kind of start getting him back on the upswing. Two multi-point games in his last three games. He has two assists in you know his last game against Arizona and then again against the Jackets. I, I think that he could be on that uptick back. Now, he is definitely going to get you zero hits and zero blocks, but this is a player that we know is good. I, I know that he's good. He is not as bad as he as he has played early in the year, so this is a time you can get back into him. And in all honesty, if you want to, you can sell high once he goes back up. He will trend back up. So I'm in on Lucas Raymond right now. I think uh, this is the time where, where you're getting him at a, at a discount. And they have a good week. And they have a good week. They got a good schedule. And I mean, in the last month, he's got 12 points in the last 13 games. So he's he's totally back on track. He's uh, he's great. He's, he's a good player. Just had a slow start like a lot of people did this year. And um, fantasy owners are a little bit slow to get back on board. But I think uh, I would. If, if I see him in a league, I'm grabbing him right away. And especially with the schedule they've got. I'll stick in Detroit. Um, another option, not a guy I love, but Tyler Bertuzzi's back. Uh, he's left wing, right wing eligible, and he's 43% rostered. So, you know, he's about half leagues or, or more. He got zero points in the first couple games back, but now he's got three points in the last three games. Uh, five shots a night, two assists. Uh, Detroit seems to be back at it. In the last four games they've been averaging five goals a game uh since Bert's been back and you know he had a he was on a 75 point pace last year with 30 goals. He can do it. Uh and the team's only gotten better even though they again they did have that slow start but I think uh I think they're about to heat up and like I said they've won a bunch lately and I think that's going to continue so Bert, Tyler, Bert, Uzi. And I believe he doesn't have any more uh, issues with uh, travel and all that stuff. So should be good to go. I mean, when you say they've been playing well lately, like you ain't fucking lying. Like they've scored what? So in their last game, four goals. Game before that, three goals. Game before that, six goals. Game before that, seven goals. Like they are scoring like madmen right now. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, that is definitely helping what we're talking about. But, you know, Lucas Raymond is gonna, you know, he's gonna he's gonna get in on this more. And Tyler Bertuzzi. Lucas Raymond, Tyler Bertuzzi, definitely two great pickups here. I I like it. I, I just like the schedule in general. Yeah, and with Ronick too, and just like the whole Bertuzzi's a, a top line guy for that team. You know, now that they have more than two good players, they could, they have a reasonable top six. So Bertuzzi coming back really allows everyone to just settle into a proper two lines instead of kind of having like one line and then a half-ass second line that's, you know, dragging down guys like Raymond. So now I think it's going to be good for a bit here. Dude, I, 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 I still love their top six. Their top six is great. I do, oh, yeah. and and don't get me wrong, you you bring Verona back at some point in time, and Fabry back at some point in time. You know, it's looking like then you're then you have a really deep, you know, nine. You got a really deep nine. Oscar Sunquist is a is a good player, and he's going to be on your fourth line. Like sweet. Okay, uh, so the next one really, uh, you know. 
don't get me wrong, Toronto has a decent schedule, but this one is more really because of the situation. Um, and that's Rasmus Sandin. He's 15% owned, and he's going to be taking over that Riley spot on the top power play. Now, Mark Giordano is taking over the top pairing spot. They're going to they're gonna keep Sandin with Lil, uh, Lil Ugrin. And our boy Rasmus Sandin, he's getting that power play spot. He is definitely going to give hits. He is definitely going to give blocks. What, he had five hits and one block in that game? Yeah, that's a pretty good stat line. Now, he's not going to shoot too much, if ever, but the points are going to come from you know from that power play. I, I truly do believe that. So he is going to get an uptick on points just because of that. Absolutely. And he was like, like in the last three games, he's been... 22 minutes. I mean, the one game he was 2150. You know, previous to those three games, he was sitting at 15, 16 minutes uh, most nights, down to 14 some nights. So, I mean, he's in the last few games. And then with Riley going out, Toronto's won three straight. So they're playing well. And he's he's gained like five minutes compared to what he was playing earlier in the season. So it, it makes sense, right? Let Giordano is a f- one of the best defensive defensemen around. Let him play those shifts. And he's a veteran too. Like he knows how to, he knows how to play that spot. And he knows how to play Riley's spot by, you know, better. So I do agree with Giordano going up to that, but you were right. Uh, you know, before these last three games, he's only had, two games previously this season in the first 20 where he was over 20 minutes time on ice in these last three games he's averaged you know 22 and a half minutes yeah and you know he's probably if they're gonna roll this way he's gonna be the pair that comes out for offensive zone face-offs he's gonna be on the pair they put out or probably the 1d they put out on the power play even with muzzin out now that they have giordano and couple other guys who can cover the uh, the defensive end. But I, I was surprised when I saw how much Sandine's been hitting this season. He's been hitting a lot, and he does get you a couple blocks. So Been hitting a ton. That night, you know, it's not just Jake Mustin. They also have TJ Brody out. You know what I mean? That that defense is, is not feeling great right now. So if there is a time for Rasmus Sandine, and I even said before that we even started recording, like, don't get me wrong, I don't fully trust Rasmus Sandine. But this is kind of like a perfect storm kind of interview for him where he can, where you're going to say, hey, if you're ever going to get all of these things coming together, you know, he's getting the time on ice. He's getting the power play. If you're ever going to see what you're going what you want to see, it's going to be this week. And, and you know, at, at only 15 percent owned, I think it's worth a look because, you know, he's going to get that time. Well, I mean, I don't want to like get too dramatic but it's really a career making time for him he's like matthews is heating up now he had a bit of a slow start uh marner's on like a 15 game point streak right now and he's getting thrown onto that power play so i mean what more can you ask her willie nylander is playing fantastic this year Tavares is playing good so sandine's had a few little chances in the past and not really totally capitalized on it so i mean this is a big one for him but he needs some points he needs to get some points so like i'm i'm, I'm really hoping for yep. this one now i'm not putting my streamer suggestion on the week on you know rasmus sandine's shoulders don't get me wrong but i'm i'm really rooting for him this week i think if if he has a chance it's it's now it's now it's not it's not yesterday it's not 
tomorrow. Right, it's exactly. now. And another fella in a similar boat that I'm not sold on forever, but I would give a, a ride to this week is Dylan Cousins, actually. Center, 11% owned. I don't mind streaming centers when they have three off nights because you're probably going to have room on those off nights. Um, so check that. Uh, 11% on Buffalo. Just, I mean, they've dropped way down the standings again, but they still score seven points in his last eight. He's centering Buffalo's power play with, with Skinner playing this way, with Darlene playing this way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, with Tage Thompson playing this way, I'm taking the guy who's centering that that power play this week. He's been shooting around five times a game. I would not consider this guy a long term hold, but for this week, for sure, uh, for talking streamers, I'm 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 down for Dylan Cousins. I I like to see that six shots, four shots, five shots, four shots in the last bunch of games here. So Dylan Cousins looks like a Disney cartoon deer. <laughs> when when you guys aren't driving, just look up Dylan Dylan Cousins' picture. He does. He looks like a Disney cartoon deer. He looks happy to be there. He looks happy to be there. And I don't blame you, boy. I don't blame you, kid. Yeah, I'd be happy too. He looks like a cartoon version of himself. His picture looks like if you had one of those guys at like the boardwalk draw an exaggerated picture of you. Caricatures. If, if you drew a caricature of Dylan Cousins, that's what his real-life picture looks like. But the, he does shoot. He does fucking shoot. You ain't lying about that. Okay, last up, I got Philip Heedle here. He's only 9% owned. Um, he has seven points in his last nine games. How can you not like that? His time on ice, you know, it's been steadily increasing. And as you're fully aware, Raj, that is one of my favorite stats. Time on ice. I want you to be out there because if you're not out there, you can't do the things that get me points. So time on ice, man, I'm so I'm so big on that. He is up above 15 and a half minutes now. I, I know that's not a ton, but like when you look at it in retrospect of like how, where he was in years prior and stuff like that, he's starting to take a jump, and so is his game. Also, the Rangers are the only team to have that Monday, Wednesday, Friday off night, which is going to... Pretty much, it's going to allow you to use him for the for the front part of the week and then switch off to somebody else, say, from the Wild or from the Red Wings or, or from Chicago, where you can just get a back-to-back on, on Saturday, Sunday, and ride with someone like Philip Heedle Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I think that's a great play. That brings us into banger suggestions. If you're looking for hits and whatnot, I'm doing what we've been suggesting um, over and over here, uh, which is split the week to get bangers. And in an odd, rare move, I'm going to go with forwards for my bangs this week. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. You know, you tend to think of defensemen as your hits and blocks, guys. But just with the schedules and the way they are this week, if I'm trying to get bangs, I'm going to look at Sammy Blay. Yeah, he's left wing, right wing. And I like that dual eligibility because if you do need to shuffle him around to make him fit into your lineup with the streamer, that's helpful. And then on the Sunday, I'm going to swap out Sammy Blay for the only time in my life I will stream Cal Clutterbuck. It's one of my little boys and berries. I mean, you don't need to say much about Clutterbuck. He's been in the top five in hits for the last decade every time you check the, the hits leaders. Um 
doesn't do anything else really, but you know you're going to get three to seven hits from Cal Clutterbuck on any given day. So that's that's what I'm going to do. Uh, get you five games played and four of them off nights for for bangs for the week. So that that's a route I'm going to go. Before we even start this, I want to point something out before I say my actual guy, Nick Delarier. He is the top hit getter in the entire league as of right now. Now, they do play on all heavy nights, so I'm not saying pick up Nick Delarier right now because then you're plugging him in on heavy nights, but he has at least five hits in 12 of his 22 games this year. That's a lot. That's a lot. So, Nick Delorier for my Flyers. I don't play on, on the best nights this week, but he is kicking some ass. Former Flyer, Radko Gudis, is my banger of the week. Now, I know this is a guy that everybody knows, but still, I get it. He is a perennial bang daddy, 56% owned, and that's because of his peripheral prowess. I like those first four games, and that's going to kind of be my theme for the uh, end of the show here. You have the Oilers and the Calgary Flames back-to-back on Monday, Tuesday, then off on Wednesday, then finishing off with uh, with the Canucks on Thursday. I love those three games in four days, and it's the specific games that they are. They're, they're winnable games here. Um, so I'm taking Gudis here. Uh, I, I do want to throw some honorable mentions in here. I'm sticking in Florida. I am. I'm sticking in Florida, and I'm going to go with Anton Lundell and E2 Luosta Reinen. I, I, I dig it. I, I think that works. I think they work out here. Uh, Luosta Reinen is getting this week-long interview with Barkov being gone. You know, he's going to be in that top six. He has been playing well right now. I'm all for it. Then Anton Lundell, you know, he's a goal in each of his last two games. That's something I want to get in on. I like their schedule in the beginning of the week, and I've been a proponent of Lundell, hell, like all year long. Um, now, he is a little more highly owned. He's 31% owned is Lundell. Luo Sterinen is only 4% owned. With uh, So the first game that Barkov was out, on top of that, Lewis Reinen had an assist in that first game that he was out. But I do think that uh, Lundell is a more viable threat and somebody that I has a little more clout in my mind. He's not going anywhere in that top six. But if there is a time to get uh, pick up Lewis Reinen, I think this week is the time to do it. And especially in the, the first half of this week. And then you switch him out for somebody else. But I do like Lundell. I think he would be my number one honorable mention here. And honestly, I'm going to think about it. He might be my streamer pick of the week. He might be. Let's go over goalie streamers. Raj had to dip out. Raj had to dip out for for a couple of minutes. He just had something come up. So uh, do it up, buddy. I will finish this out here. Raj's uh, goalie streamer is Yaroslav Halak. The New York Rangers, uh, he's either going to get Ottawa or Chicago, most likely Chicago, but uh, I'm always down for a Halak pickup. Doesn't matter. I've said that before, and I'll say it again. I got to agree with you on this one. I do like Halak as well. Now, honestly, I'd like to say Kapo Kakinen, but I'm not. But I'm not because, well, he has been playing well, and he's on the Sharks. Man, I wish he was back on the Wild. Because they could really use him right now. That is unfortunate. I miss you, Capo Kakinen. You know, in hell, the Wild aren't even that great this year either. But the Sharks are just awful. Instead, I'm going to Stuart Skinner. 50% owned. And the whole thing is, he's been playing just flat out better than Jack Campbell this year. 
They have a back-to-back against Chicago and Minnesota, who are two teams that, you know, those are both winnable games. And especially for a high-scoring offense like the Oilers, uh, I, I like Jeff Skinner in this matchup either way. Uh, he, he's who I'm taking. 50% owned. I think that one's a slam dunk. Raj, unfortunately, is going. Um, I, you know what? I, I can't even say the name. We do not speak his name. My streamer pick of the week, I am. I, I'm going to go Anton Lundell. I'm going to go An- Anton Lundell. Um, I, I like it. I, I, I can't help it. It's a good time there where somebody's going to have to step up. I guess that's the way I want to put it. Somebody is going to have to step up with Barkov being out. Now, honestly, likely it's going to be uh, Matty Kachuk that's going to be taking more shots and stuff like that, but he's already owned. I also think that this is a great time for Lundell to, you know, really, it's it's also an interview process for him. Now, he's not going anywhere on, on that team or even in that top six, I wouldn't think, but you know, I, I I do. I got a feeling. I'm taking Lindell on this one. That's the week preview. We're going to be coming at you, uh, coming out on Tuesday for Tuesday Trends episodes. If you have anything that you want to um, kind of add to that Tuesday Trends, any player that you want to talk about that's either, you know, going up or trending down, so on and so forth, throw it in the Discord. Join the Discord just so you can throw something into the true Tuesday Trends. Get up in that page. Let me know what you want to talk about. Uh, And then after that, we're going to have the weekend preview. Wednesday mailbag. Add something in the Wednesday mailbag. Just a question that you want to know, and it doesn't even have to be hockey-related. What's my favorite flower? I'd have to think about that one. See, that's the thing. So you can find out a little bit of everything. You can find us at FHF Hockey on Twister or Twitter. Sorry. Raj, keep it real, brother. TJ, keep on kicking ass down in Dallas where, you know, every Philly person should be kicking ass down in Dallas. All right. Later, boys. Love yous.